Hey, James here. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to dial up Timbo on his mobile phone because he's driving around Victoria right now. And I'm actually overseas. In today's episode, he mentioned last week, we're going to be talking about travel. So I thought it'd be really cool to put him on the spot. I'm just going to hit record and see what happens. So join me as we dial up Timbo. James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Hi, Tim speaking. G'day, it's James here. How are you going, buddy? Hello, James. Good. How are you? Good. You're out and about? Yeah, well, quite, quite appropriate given the topic of today's show. What's the topic of today's show, Timbo? Being out and about and running a business remotely when you're on holiday in Italy. <laughs> Lovely. Now, you're not in Italy yet, right? Not yet, mate. Another uh, next Tuesday. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right. How are you? I am fantastic. I've just had breakfast here in Manila, and I've been reading the International uh, New York Times, which is very revealing. In what way? Well, Detroit's declared bankruptcy, uh, so they're going to wipe 18 billion dollars in debt and only a one third of ambulances in Detroit work and wow. only nine percent of crimes are solved and they've got exoduses of hundreds of thousands of residents. Uh, and then on, on other pages I'm reading about Google buying a lot of um, robotic companies to automate process lines after we've seen Amazon's you know drones yeah, stunt. Yeah. Uh, now obviously this is going to take someone's job <laughs> these automated things they're very they're getting very powerful google very very powerful mm. they, they control a lot of data yesterday i was reading about how they're taking over data centers and and giving amazon a run for their money and the guy that used to run amazon has moved to google to do their cloud storage servers Wow. And uh, then I just saw a huge article about affiliate marketing, which I've never really seen in a mainstream paper. And they were talking about no. affiliate fraud and different networks and the guys who got um, done for dropping cookies on the eBay program for $20 million. They, you know, there's a lot of, lot of interesting news today. There is, mate. Well, out of all that, I think probably what should happen is Google should buy Detroit. Yeah. And it'd be it'd be cheap, like it'd be so cheap, and you know, buy low, sell high. <laughs> That's it. And, they, and then you they know? could get Amazon to drop it off in a drone. Yeah, yeah. And Detroit would have all these factories, which you know will have drone. They should be making drones, run by drones, making drones in Detroit, owned by Google. I just it's all there. And then there's a whole affiliate model off that, where you just you know. I don't know, you become an Amazon affiliate and you've got your own drone. You've got your own sponsored drone. Well, that's the thing. Um, you know, a, lot of, a lot of this stuff sort of happened in the past with the Henry Ford factory and, the, and yep. a thousand cars a day and then not needing to make so many cars and, and everything getting too production line focused. So it's fascinating to see history <laughs> repeat itself. Um, it's all a cycle. Everything's a cycle. So reading the international newspapers is um, something I do when I travel, and it's part of that opening up the, the world window and seeing what's going on. And also I watch movies. Mm -hmm. I saw Ender's Game last night. Not heard of it. Oh, I think you'd, you'd probably like it. It's a little bit different than the typical formulaic video. 
Ender's Game. Yeah. Hmm. yeah that's an interesting movie. So, travel. Let's let's yeah. talk about uh, that. Uh, my first thing is pack light. Well, keep your powder dry, or are you recording now? Oh, the whole thing. I just hit record, and I'm into it. Oh, you're into it? <laughs> oh, well. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another... <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Ocean, and this is Tim and his car, and that's James in his apartment over in Manila. We're talking about travel and how you can run your business while you're on the road. So it's it's just apt that we're both out and about, and I'm about to head over to Italy, and you know it's just that time of year, mate. So uh, fun. That's a fun intro to Freedom Ocean, and if you're wondering what this is for the first time, listener. Or listeners, I reckon we've got more than one by now. Then it's a show where we talk about all things online marketing. There you go, mate. We're back into it. Back I just needed in. to establish. I just needed to establish who we were and what we were doing. Yeah, well, that's fair. That is fair. But you know, our, our yeah. long-term listeners are loving the more frequent shows, so that's a big win. I know. It's, uh, it's good to good to be on. There is. There's love out there, isn't there? There is, and, and here's the thing. This is like one of the first uh, principles of travel is that it doesn't mean everything has to stop. And and this, mm. the traditional mindset is that uh, when you are at work, you're at work, and when you're outside of work, then everything stops. And that's how normal shops used to work, you know, like a hairdressing shop. When you leave the shop, you turn off the lights, you pack away the tools, and nothing happens. There's no money being made while that shop's sitting there in the dark, and you're at home watching yeah. telly or whatever. But in the modern world, you can create these businesses that are always running. My online shop or my, my websites are always open, and people will be buying, even if I'm watching a movie or... Uh, talking to you right now, someone is on our website, and that is really requires a different mindset shift. So the world opens up, and your office space is infinity. Really, like you could be absolutely anywhere, and even if you don't have internet, you can still create. You could create a a report. You could write down some notes in a notepad that could form the basis of an inspirational blog post when you get back to civilization. Yeah. So there's this ability. Uh, and I guess a blurred line between work and not work. So this will be an interesting way to see how you approach your trip. Yeah, well, it's interesting because um, I'm sort of nervous about it in a couple of senses. I'm really excited about it to be going on a big European vacation. It'd be like the Griswolds going away on European vacation, the Reed family going to Italy. But I'm excited. The nervousness comes from the fact that there are still things that I feel like depend on me, but over the past 12 months, um, I've really established my speaking business, and that is very much, you know, I don't, I don't have any bookings over the time I'm away, obviously, and if they do come in, then that's all done by email. And, geez, I'm still only a phone call away. Um, I've taken a... In fact, we're going to talk about different products that we would take and different things we would take with us. I've actually got this thing called a travel sim card uh, and it's fantastic just put in my phone here gives me a new number while I'm over there but um, works in 150 countries or something like that around the world and it's just easy so you know it's not as if we're not contactable so I've kind of set myself up with the speaking business to be able to be run from anywhere and the other thing is um, you know we you and I both have a forum 
um, and I'm excited by the fact that I can be doing that. You know, I'm looking forward to actually going and sitting in a little cafe somewhere in Italy once a day, probably at the start of the day before everything starts to happen and getting in the forum. That's possible from anywhere. And so that's, that's exciting. The other things that require me uh, to be there, I just hope I've got people to cover that. And, you know, and there are some <laughs> things that you won't be able to cover and you can delight in the fact that this is going to teach you about your business. It will mm. it'll actually show you, it'll put a big spotlight on which parts are Tim dependent and which parts are not. Yeah. And when yeah. you get back, you can make a decision around whether you want to change that or not. Uh, and here's, here's a couple of interesting points on what you just talked about. I find when I travel to different time zones, I start to interact with different people on my Facebook wall and in my community because I'm now in a different time phase to my regular routine. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Like I'm almost always asleep between 1 a.m. and 7 a.m. when I'm in Sydney. But uh, quite often, you know, there's people in the USA or Europe who are very active during that particular time zone. So when I move time zones, I start tapping into different parts of my customer base because you make new new friends. You make, you know, you're seeing them while they're actually there rather than seeing what they left while you're asleep. So it's, it really is quite interesting and also uh, people respond when they start seeing different types of pictures loading up to your Facebook wall, like different foods, different unique quirky uh, shopping things, which and I've seen you do that when you traveled to Vietnam <laughs> while you still had a camera. Yeah, and, yeah uh, fertilized duck eggs. <laughs> yeah. Well, here yeah. they uh, wrap their, they wrap a lot of stuff in plastic in the shops and they don't unwrap it. So the, the bookstores have books that are all wrapped in plastic. Oh, the sh- yeah, The yeah. shoes are quite often wrapped in plastic in the display. So it's really quite, um, it's quite interesting just seeing how things are different. Mm-hmm. And then uh, reporting on that to, to your network and getting some comments around it. And that's kind of the... It's sort of like sharing your experience as you go, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, look, I think you know, for many people listening, they are—they probably have removed themselves significantly from the business, and in the space that you operate in, Jimmy, you know, you, you deal with lots of people who are well removed from their business. There's a lot of people in my space who aren't, and who, you know, this conversation can really freak them out because they are on the tools, so to speak. You know, they are in bricks and mortar-based businesses or they are kind of, they feel committed to the business. I was only speaking to, you know, Chris Ducker? Yes, I, yeah. I do. I was only speaking to Chris yesterday and, um, two, you know, three years ago, he was stuck in his business where he, he, he couldn't move. He, he, he just could not move because he didn't know which way to get out of it. He, everything was relying on him. He had everyone sending him emails, every staff member sending him emails and, he actually went cold turkey and just removed himself from the email part of it to start with and and then sort of went from there. But um, well, that was kind of me six years ago. Yes. And I, I ended up sort of removing – I literally made myself redundant in my job, but I was still kind of stuck in the physical locality of having to turn up because of this crazy mindset thing that we must work nine to five Monday to Friday or every second weekend um, because someone put this stuff down in the industrial age and it never really stopped yeah, yeah you know like and having just read the book remote and really resonating with that and having a global 
team now, like people from all all different houses and you know wherever they live. There's no actual physical office in my business, and there's no stock as such, apart from a few hoodies and a couple of workbooks and stuff. <laughs> you know, like there is nowhere to go. And and one of my bosses, uh, one of my mentors, actually had no office in the dealership that I worked in. He didn't have an office. He didn't have a desk. He didn't have a phone. He would basically cruise around the whole business uh, and also work away from the business. It was was really kind of, wow, how come he doesn't have an office? Because everyone had a big, you know, the wood paneled office and the the whiskey bottle up the end, you know, the the, um, The the computer and the the mahogany corner office, as I call it. Yeah, and he did, he didn't have it. There was there was none. It was quite radical to see that. But he was, I think, he was quite ahead of his time in the way that he thinks. And one of my team members, one of my sales guys, had no chair at his desk. Yeah, and that was the first stand up desk I remember. <laughs> and he he was a a design minimalist. And he actually funny, he's a designer now. So uh, it's funny how people end up gravitating towards their natural tendencies. How much do you think, James, that we are still influenced? It'd be, it's a general question, but how much we're still influenced by the industrial age? Because, you know, like, we've moved on in so many ways. You and I were talking about Detroit before we hit the on button uh, today. Um, you know, we've moved on from that kind of factory mentality you'd hope. Many of us have, but we still do things that are kind of part of that era. I think a lot. I think I think people are not questioning why they're doing stuff mm. and realizing that there's a different op- opportunity to, you know, to do it differently. And in the the moment that you're brave enough or you know courageous enough to tackle your own assumptions, that's when things can change. You can really have a shift. Like um, it's it still can be mind blowing how possible it is, but confronting and scary at the same time. And, and here's the thing, when you're in it, you can't really see it. It's super clear once you get out of it. But I, when I was working in the car dealership, it was like a vortex of despair. You, you couldn't imagine a world outside of that. It was such a big thought and such a scary thought. And you don't know all the answers, so it's very difficult. But for me, that path was to pull on, you know, to, to, to get that affiliate business cranked up and then to go overseas and attend a conference and to surround myself with people who are making a significantly better scenarios for themselves and then trying to work out how I could do that. So it was a bit of a process. It took a few years. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I, um, you know, even uh, talking yesterday to Chris about travel and um, I've got a bucket load of travel booked for the coming 12 months um it's going to see me in about five or six different countries and then a whole lot of travel around australia and um you know having that idea yesterday talking to chris about you know every time i go somewhere uh different organize a, a mastermind group you know of people that follow you on you know and promote it through facebook or through podcasts or through the email lists and actually just tag on a day uh, uh, to the business trip and actually bring a group of people together and, um, you know, that adds an additional revenue stream, it plays to my strength and just thinking differently like that as opposed to, you know, 
okay, I've got to go and do business there. I go, I come home, job done. Well, that's a very popular business model. Dan Jackson does that and Chris Tucker does it. And I do that as well. I um, go a day early for Traffic and Conversion Summit and I meet my mastermind people the day before. Mm-hmm. And, I, mm-hmm. and anywhere that I go, I like to meet um, members of my community as well. Bit of a meet up. So last, night I, last night I met up with one of my Silver Circle members in Manila here. I'll always go out of my way to, to have a, a meal or to catch up have a drink and uh, I did the same in Thailand and um, certainly when I'm in the States, there's a lot of friends over there. So I, th- I think that's what I'm talking about, this blurred line. Like, Imagine if, um, if, if you Italy trip, if you had a meetup in Europe. I mean, I actually, I literally did. I met a guy in uh, Avignon in France and uh, he joined my mastermind. And, you know, he was sort of tracking me around the countries through Switzerland and Italy and yeah, finally right. connected with him when I went back past there in France. And uh, I also filmed a lot of videos at historical monuments like the Leaning Tower, the, yep. the Ferrari Museum, uh, Rome, the Trevi Fountain. And I did, you know, like the video of the gelato shop, the automatic vending machine for soft drinks, the roadside cafe, the man who built a house <laughs> on the side of a hill. So, I mean, I can actually remember these videos. And, and here's the thing. Sometimes we're whizzing through life so much we forget to stop and, and enjoy it. And I've actually now got a video memento of everywhere that I went on my all of my trips, I can look through my Facebook, but I can also look through my YouTube channel now and I can see videos from all around the world. I can see where I filmed stuff in the Dominican Republic and uh, Thailand and uh, Miami and all sorts of places. Are all these videos, are you talking about uh, just pure travel videos or are you talking about videos where you've drawn some kind of business learning from each of those places that you've been? That's exactly, I'm actually saying they're the same thing now. Yeah, right. I'm saying like, if I go to the Ferrari Museum and I go and you know take in the exhibit and I, and I film a few pertinent points about the marketing of Ferrari, but also the people selling test drives out the front of the museum, then yeah. and then I go for a test drive in one of them and I video that too, then it's a fantastic life experience. My boys had an amazing time, and I also get to share the story with my customer base because they're now sort of. Mm-hmm. Now we're, we're all doing it together. Yeah, love it. Let's talk about um, some specifics in terms of what you take. We both agree traveling light is a good thing. So nice little computer, maybe not even a, not, not even a, maybe not even a MacBook Pro or MacBook Air, but even an iPad uh, will suffice depending on what your needs are. Um, any particular uh, pieces of software you rely on while you're away? Yeah, so there's a few things. Um, you've got your travel sim. I tend to survive off Boingo uh, or um, Wi-Fi's in cafes. Mm-hmm. And depending on the country, uh, for the United States, I get a Verizon Jetpack, which is a Wi-Fi unit that powers my phone and my computer. Mm-hmm. And it's really cheap uh, compared to hotel rates and stuff. So I don't even need the hotel thing. It works off the phone network. And what, what's Boingo? Boingo is kind of like a really global um, telecommunications thing. In most airports uh, or the aeroplanes, even if you have the Air Gogo, 
Uh, you can pull down a little Dropbox and access the internet using Boingo. It works in Thailand. It works in uh, the USA. It works in Europe. It works in London. Like it, just everywhere you go, there seems to be a way to access the internet via Boingo. And and, and in the air. Yeah, and a lot of flights in the U.S. when they're over yeah. the, the U.S. land landmass will have Wi-Fi. And these yeah. days in America, you don't even have to turn your device off anymore. They've overturned that ruling. So that About started uh, a yeah. month ago. Never yeah. made sense anyway. No, it's like if this plane can come down because I'm using a telephone, then we've got big, <laughs> bigger problems. Cause I guarantee you someone's left their phone on on every single flight. <laughs> it's like, of course. Like, you know, the chances of, of it. So, you know, that's there's some of the changes I've seen. The, the other thing is just keep in mind when you travel that your energy levels will be sapped compared to normal because you, you, mm. you're just burning up brain cells thinking about languages, currencies, navigation. Mm. So, you know, where's the next hotel? Where am I going to eat? Uh, and the, mm. even just consuming different food and uh and different levels of sun and, and uh, pollution and stuff, you, you can really uh, play around with your body a bit. And, and of course, time zones and jet lag and um, different, different water through the taps, all sorts of things can upset your normal routine. So you have to be pretty flexible. And if, you, if you're open to change and if you enjoy that, that difference, then it can be really cool as well. But what I've found is sometimes you don't have the energy to do heavy tasks like editing or um, or really in-depth um, conversations with a high-level business thing. Sometimes yeah. it's best to schedule those for an off day like when you do nothing else and just bank them, yeah. up, bank them up to uh, an off day or wait till you get back. So I literally will roll a lot of stuff for when I get back. I'll go, you know, I'm traveling until the blah, blah, blah call me after then and I just don't do heavy work it's like not operating heavy machinery when you're under you know taking a, a pill of some kind yeah yeah good point uh, so equipment point. I actually travel very very light now I, I really just have the standard Apple headset I don't take Bose headphones or anything I don't take Logitech units I, I have an iPhone and my MacBook Pro and my iPad mini and the reason I have all three is because I do still video edit and I want a more powerful machine than an iPad for my travel. But a 13-inch MacBook Pro is still quite easy to travel with. Yeah, like the new ones are super thin. A couple of the sort of non-obvious things are get an auxiliary cable for your iPhone that plugs into the a rental car navigation so that you can use like uh, Apple Maps or Google Maps and get instructions. So that's basically you've got a navigation unit with your phone. And if you get yep. an auxiliary cable and, and also a USB power for cigarette lighter adapter, then you can, drive, oh, yeah. you can drive all around with your phone now uh, as long as you've got a way to access the internet. And that's pretty handy. Uh, mm -hmm. if, you, if you're in a place for a long time, get a Wi-Fi unit and... Also get a, an Ethernet adapter if you're using a computer that doesn't have an Ethernet thing like a Mac Air, uh, then get an Ethernet adapter because some hotels, especially in older countries, still have Ethernet and no Wi-Fi. Mm. So you can hook into broadband and um, 
then get obviously an adapter for whatever country you're in that, that works with your power cord. Yeah. And and then yeah. remember to take your USB thing so you can charge your phone to the computer, which you can do while it's in the backpack, by the way. You can still charge your phone up to your laptop without having oh, to yeah. plug into oh, a wall socket. So I quite often use my laptop as a power recharge for my phone because the phone will run out first. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Be, sh- be sure to turn off your data roaming if you are using your normal SIM card. Oh, I, yeah. just, I use my normal. I use my normal SIM card everywhere I go, and uh, to make calls like this, I'm always using Skype, uh, where I can dial out. So I've called your landline number, and you just charge it up with credits. It's pretty cheap when you're overseas to dial real phones yeah. using Skype. Oh, mate, where am I at the moment? I am driving through sunny Brighton in Melbourne. Lovely. Yeah. So I put all my little cords in a gear bag. It's just like this little soft bag that has a drawstring. I just chuck all my cables in that, and then that, that goes in my backpack. I take my passport and, uh, and travel itinerary, and I have currency. You, it's usually good to carry U.S. dollars to most countries. We'll still, it'll get you out yeah. of trouble, but yeah. um, get a bit of currency before you go. But almost everywhere you go, you can suck money out of an ATM. And I take a, a little folio, like a just a, a light plastic um, A4 size or standard letter size envelope. And everywhere I go, I just put my receipts and my travel documents in there. And when I get back, I just put on the shelf. And now I have my marketing paperwork for the. Yeah, good idea. Yep. So it's easy for for, for that. Uh, because I carry on, you're not taking scissors or anything sharp or anything flammable, anything over a hundred milliliters. So. <laughs> I actually have the little plastic bag that you use at the airports and I put my um, toothpaste and aftershave and deodorant into that little travel bag. Do you wear aftershave? I do, yeah. Wow. It's because you, you want to smell nice. If you're, in, if you're in a hot climate and you're on an aeroplane, it's sort of courteous for people around you just to, to um, smell nice. What are we talking there? Brute uh, 33, Old Spice? No, no, I was thinking more um, uh, Armani or something like that. Right. Yep. I and put you as an aftershave guy. Oh, no, I use aftershave. Haven't you ever wondered why I smell so nice? You know what? I haven't. <laughs> well, that's good. At least you weren't thinking I smell so bad. Exactly right. Yeah, so, correct. Um, also, here's a little tip in your, uh, in your little... Quite often, if, if you get upgrades to business or something on points, which I do all the time because I get a lot of credit card points for, um, mm-hmm. for my credit card because I, I pay for things, even tax on credit card, and mm-hmm. it racks up the points. So you usually get given a uh, toiletries bag in business class that's good enough to use in your hotel. So you don't have to take an extra toiletries bag because they're going to give you one on the plane. Uh, nice pickup. Um, put put in a little uh, sachet of sports rehydration powder. You know, like yeah, that's good stuff. The hydrolytes. Yep. Take a little a little uh, a bunch of those uh, tablets or some sachets because a lot of if you go somewhere dry or hot, you're going to have to hydrate a lot, or you will get dehydrated and you'll get diarrhea. It's not from the water. It's from not. It's from actually being. Uh, too dry, so you've got to just tip some of that in a bottle of water and drink that if you get diarrhea, and you'll be fixed straight away. Uh, I take a cap to keep the sun off and some sunnies protect you yourself. Mm-hmm. Usually, just take a 
a pair of very good walking shoes like that were fitted in a shoe shop for runners. These are like Mozinos and I can walk I can walk around a whole city and, and not even uh, feel it. Like some people make the mistake of of taking footwear that's not appropriate and if you if you do go to a, if you're going to do a lot of kilometers or miles walking, you want really good shoes for that. And they can still be very light and you can still hang them off your backpack if you can't fit them inside the backpack if you want to travel with flip-flops on the airplane which i do yeah and if you if you buy stuff overseas and you end up not being able to fit everything on the way back you can always tie your sneakers to the bottom of your backpack uh, you you are a uh, i don't know i was going to call you a productivity machine you are that anyway but uh you've got all these tips sorted haven't you I do. I take one belt, but I don't wear it to the airport. I put it in the side sleeve of my backpack because I don't want to take it off right. through, the, through the metal detectors when I'm traveling through yeah, countries. Yeah. So yep. I generally, when I'm traveling, I'll just wear uh, shorts or stretchy jeans. You really want elastin in your jeans. I don't ever buy yeah. jeans unless they've got 2% <laughs> elastin because wow. um, they're like tracky pants, you know, and undo the top button when you get on the airplane because you're going to swell up a bit. And uh, no belt, and you'll be able to have a really comfortable flight. And the blanket, you can stretch all the way over your shoulders, so you don't even need a, a heavy top. Travel light. Get something with technology that wicks moisture and has a little pullover hoodie that you can roll up into your bag. And that'll cover you for most climates. Uh, obviously, yeah. a, fair, a pair of flip-flops, one pair of jeans. It depends where you're going. I'm flying into Rome. It's going to be about six degrees. Well, you know, you, here's the other thing. Look on your uh, iPhone of the destination climate before you go. It's going to help you pack. Mm. Uh, but, again, there's, there's still flip-flops are good for um, aeroplanes and they're good for uh, just sometimes you might go somewhere where there's outdoor showers like a, a, maybe a, a hot springs or something and you might want to have that to protect from tinea. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then you have... Um, Maybe three T-shirts and three pairs of boxer shorts, a couple of pairs of shorts, and a warm top. And that should do you. Mate, that is right there. That's your travel list for the next 12 months. Done. Sorted. And maybe two pairs of socks. Now, here's some, here's some little tips. Like, they go, oh, you know, how come I only need three pairs of boxer shorts and three T-shirts? What you can do in the hotel is you can, um, at the end of the day, you could shower and you take your T-shirt and your boxer shorts into the shower and turn them inside out and you can soap them and, and rinse them and wash them at the end of your shower and then wring them out. If you're on the fly, uh, you'll find it's very expensive to wash clothes in hotels, but it's also a pain in the ass to carry around a huge bag that you have to check in that could get lost, that's really heavy, that's yeah. hard to put in the back of a car and a taxi and everything else. So it's way better to travel light knowing that you can buy anything you need on the on the go and you probably will almost everyone buys something overseas and i actually specifically buy something when i travel as a memento of the place that i go to whether it's a shirt or a sh pair of shorts or a pair of shoes or something so travel very light aftershave. yeah aftershave <laughs> and uh, when when you uh basically if you're running low on clothes you just hop into the shower with your with your um shirt and your undies, turn them inside out. Oh, this is getting really awkward, really awkward. No, it's not. Surely we're not, recording. Surely we're not recording this. Soap it all up, wash it, wring it, and then roll it up in your towel and then twist the towel and then hang. Then you hang your thing on the coat hanger 
And with the air conditioning in your hotel room, it will be dry as a bone the next morning. Uh, this is day. Freedom Ocean Gold. Now, welcome to Mar- welcome to Martha Gardner's Freedom Ocean team. <laughs> Have a nice day. It works, bro. It works. Anyway, well, in, I just think it's a good handy tip in case you spill some some beer on your t-shirt on the plane or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you get into the grog on the plane, do you, Jimmy? Well, my routine is usually I'll have a champagne in uh, business class when we when we're getting into the seat, and then when we take oh, off, I usually it. start drinks. So I'd have a gin and tonic, and yep. uh, then I'll I'll. Uh, open up, I'll watch my first documentary, and then they'll serve yep. a meal, and I'll usually have a red wine with meals. So I end up having about three drinks, and I feel very inspired, and I start writing notes in my iPad, and um, it's a good planning time. It's time away from the internet, and it's time to, you know, you, you get eight hours or 14 hours, so my usual sort of flights, whether it's the Philippines or Los Angeles, to watch a couple of movies, have a bit of a sleep, and... Uh, the the thing is, just keep drinking water. Don't be afraid to drink water on those flights because that's what saves you from hangovers and headaches and jet lag. And oh, you don't watch making phone calls when you travel. I think that's a that's a trap for young players. <laughs> Lots of water and um, and you'll be fine. Drink bottled water wherever you go if you possibly can. Yeah, good point, mate. Hey, well, so we might wrap this up because obviously we've got to a cook connection and I am at my meeting so um, buddy good travel tips there a uh, bit of hardware bit of software a couple of laundry tips uh, you know important to get those flip flops hanging off the side of the backpack and uh, I don't know mate, it felt like it, at one point during that chat James it felt like an episode of absolutely fabulous of you sitting up the top of the plane there champagne in hand tapping away the iPad having a chat to the hosties I loved it you know and I, I want to see for the show notes, I want the I want the picture to be you in the shower in your hotel room turning your undies inside out. Okay, listeners, that is another episode. We've got a few issues with our connection, so we are going to wrap it up now. But that is another episode of Freedom Ocean. I hope it was useful to anyone who is travelling anywhere, whether it be interstate or overseas, and hopefully it can help you uh, remove yourself from the business just that little bit more and uh, have a comfortable travel. Um, glass of champagne in business class seems to be the way to go, Jimmy, and turning your, your undies inside out in the shower. They're my two big takeaways. Thanks, buddy. Um, we will do an episode. I'm not sure where, where and when the next one will be, but uh, if we can get our time zone sorted out, maybe we can do an episode in the coming couple of weeks, eh? Beautiful. Thanks, Timbo. Thanks, Jimmy. See ya. See ya. So there you go. That was the episode on travel with Timbo. I thought of a couple more tips just uh, while we're at it. Remember to check your loyalties program, ask for room upgrades, see if they have included breakfast or special room deals for extended stays. You can save a lot of money and especially when you have free internet. The other thing is always check when you're in a a third world country that your taxi meter is running because quite often they will recognize a tourist and try and overcharge for your fares best actually to pick up a taxi from the arrivals area of the airport rather than departures because you know that someone just made it safely to the airport in the taxi and uh, usually there's no competition for it. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to comment uh, at freedomocean.com right underneath the podcast episode where we publish the show notes and also 
you could uh, leave a comment in iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you, and we'll catch up with you in a future episode. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs> 